You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 5720 Ridge Avenue. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 p.m. Tonight I want to talk about how to follow Jesus when you can't find him. Last week, I acknowledged that there are times when you find yourself losing interest or desire or capacity or energy in your spiritual life. And I heard from people after that that can relate to that. Uh, It can be easy to drift off or to wander around, so to speak, sometimes in search of greener pastures, sometimes just in our own life chaos, whatever. So I want to talk about how to follow Jesus when we can't find him, when we are lost. Uh, Were you ever lost as a kid? I can remember two times that I was really lost. Once was at the beach. You know what it's like when the beach is packed and there are like umbrellas everywhere. Everybody kind of looks and blends together on the horizon. I think I was like four or five, and I was playing away from the water behind the rows of blankets. Um, And when I looked up, I just could not find where my family was. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize then how easy it was to uh, lose myself in what I was doing. I remember wandering up and down in the hot sand Uh, with this rising panic that I didn't know how to get back. I didn't know how long it was, I don't remember how long it was, um, before a beach patrol vehicle came and got me and helped me find my mom. But I do remember I was crying and I was terrified. And specifically that I was feeling so ashamed that I had gotten lost. And then another time I was with my cousin in Lancaster, that's where I grew up. Um, Again, I I don't really remember how old I was. I think it was elementary school age. She was a little bit older, so she was probably in middle school. And we decided to walk home to my grandmother's house where she was living at the time. Maybe we were at an event at like the local um, public school. That's the best I can remember because it's not like there were a lot of things to do around there. Uh, within walking distance, but anyway, wherever we were, she, I remember that she convinced me that it wouldn't be hard to get home. She said we would be fine. She knew what she was doing. And I, I remember being nervous, but I decided to trust her. We got lost. Uh, we got all turned around and kept walking and wandering until a cop drove up and asked if we were lost and gave us a ride home in the uh, police cruiser. (laughs) We had had totally gotten disoriented, thinking that we knew our own way. I think as an adult, being lost is a little different. Uh, When I first started working as a social worker, um, doing home visiting in Philadelphia, it was in 2001, I did not have the help of GPS or smartphones. And I, I used a map book, you know, like a road atlas. And I, I remember copying sections 
of it for quick reference in, in the neighborhoods that I spent most of the time. Um, am I getting a nod back there? I think some other people have had these experiences. Um, I would highlight my roots on the copied pages um, so I could figure out the fastest way to get from here to there. And, and, and because I knew I, I couldn't look lost. I had to fake it if I was. I had to move confidently and appear comfortable wherever I was, where I would draw undue attention to myself, which I already did anyway. And I didn't want to do that. Um, I didn't want to be seen as lost because it's a vulnerable state to be in. The whole idea of being lost spiritually, cosmically even, might be hard for some people to swallow. Even talking about it can sound judgmental, as if identifying that someone is lost implies that we are not. And I think we want to avoid anything that makes us sound like we're holier than thou. Uh, in that vein, I think we can easily be influenced to think that we can be our own way and our own map and our own destination. And if that's the case, can anyone ever be lost? Is the concept of being lost even applicable in this era? I wonder how much that idea has influenced what we say and believe. But regardless of how we might deconstruct the idea of being lost spiritually, and regardless of how much uh, we see ourselves or anyone else as lost, Jesus is relating to us wherever we are, drawing near to us so that we can recognize ourselves as found, known, loved, and included. Jesus wanted us to recognize God relating to us that way. He embodied it. But he also taught about it. He taught about what God was doing through him. Some of us have had a secure attachment in life and a sense of stability and home or belonging. And we might not be looking as earnestly as those who have not had that, but we all need it. The ancient Israelites were kind of lost people that found themselves being loved by God over and over again. They were not a proud or conquering nation. They were in captivity, in slavery. They were being rebuked all throughout the Old Testament for, by the prophets who, who tell them that they're disobeying God's will. Their whole narrative and sense of being found and formed is in the promise of being home, of being liberated, of having their own nation. So this group of wanderers, allegedly wandering through the desert for 40 years, is lost and they don't like it. So when Jesus talks about being lost and found, he's speaking to a group of people, even in his contemporary society of his day, who are longing to be home and saved. And Jesus is there to bring them into this reality. The story of the lost sheep 
is a picture of Christ's inclusion of lost Israelites and the unaware Gentiles. I think the way the Gospel writers use this parable is still really applicable to describe the ways that we can be lost. They talk about two ways. One is when you're lost and you simply don't know where to go or how to find your way or even what you're looking for. The other way is that you are found, but you start to lose your connection, your sense of belonging, usually through some kind of hurt, whether you've hurt someone else or you've been hurt, lost in shame, lost in a lack of forgiveness. Let's read this story in Matthew and Luke. They both have a version of this brief parable. Can someone read it first in Matthew? This is Matthew 18, 10 through 14. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly, I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. Thanks, Tony. And now in Luke. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep? he finds it. And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Thanks, Kate. Luke 15, 1 through 7. These stories are pretty similar. Um, there's one sheep that's lost in a hundred. Uh, there is a shepherd who goes to find the lone sheep, and there's great joy when the sheep is found. You can tell by how they start that they have different purposes for telling the story. Matthew puts the, oops, There it is. Matthew puts the passage right in chapter 18, where Jesus is talking to his disciples about the church. Jesus is rebuking anyone who would cause one of the little children to stumble. He's talking about people that are new to faith, people who are vulnerable. So he's using the parable as another way to describe life in the church. People wander off for many reasons. Matthew is noting that. He specifically depicts Jesus 
as creating a community that protects the least of these individuals from, from causing them to stumble and also addresses individuals who may not forgive others when they do. Matthew uses the term wanders, whereas Luke uses the word lost. Wanders seems to imply that the sheep are only beginning to stray. They are part of the fold and they lose track of what they're doing or where they're going. The shepherd's goal is to corral them back into the fold since they're not as far off as Luke's lost sheep. Also in Matthew, Jesus leaves his sheep in the hills. It's a relatively protected area. The image of going after one wandering sheep is not a huge risk. It's a part of routine shepherding in Palestine among the hills. It's, a past, it's pastoral care to find the one that's wandering and bring them back. So I think the point of the parable in Matthew is to, is to encourage Jesus' disciples to participate in the pastoral care of God, which involves keeping stray sheep in the fold. Then the rest of the chapter continues with Matthew describing the process of forgiving the brother who sins against you giving them pastoral guidance on how to bring the wandering one back into the fold. And then he encourages Peter to endlessly forgive those who have gone astray. Forgiveness is the way of staying together. And then in contrast, Luke puts the same story in the middle of what's called the Gospel of the Outcast where he's talking about including outsiders. He starts with how the Jewish leaders and the Pharisees in league with the scribes criticized Jesus for keeping company with sinners and tax collectors. And this same critique is recorded previously in Luke and again when Jesus dines with Zacchaeus and he uses the same term to describe their grumbling. I appreciated that Kate tried to grumble as she read that. Their complaint here is that Jesus welcomes sinners and eats with them. Those folks are the others that are out, not us who are righteous. But Jesus is a hospitality extending host. He eats with those that have been deemed out. And his response to the Pharisees' critique is made clear through three parables, not just this one. There's one about the hundred sheep, and then ten coins, and then two sons. You may know these stories, uh, particularly the one about the lost son or the prodigal son. The structure for all of those parables in Luke is similar. They begin with a character who suffers loss goes in search of what was so precious, and then celebrates joyously when it is discovered. The repeated pattern suggests that Luke is making a greater point. Jesus asks the Pharisees this rhetorical question. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep. 
he puts them in the position of the hospitable shepherd. And then Matthew, Matthew merely asks the disciples to consider the situation. Jesus makes certain that when rejoicing is happening, it's occurring in the heavenly realm with God and the angels. So there's no mistake that these parables are about God and Jesus' work, Jesus working out his mission on earth. And on top of that, Jesus implies in the parable that being found is how one is redeemed. Though the parables emphasize seeking the lost, the inferred response is the action of repentance. Jesus assumes that the sheep are restored when they are found. Contrast this with Matthew's account of the wandering sheep. They're not just restored when they're discovered. They go through a process of forgiveness, which Matthew later describes. You have to read the whole chapter for that. In Luke, the shepherd rejoices so readily. He carries the sheep right on his shoulders, and he gathers the whole community around to celebrate its recovery. These actions demonstrate a radical inclusion of the lost sheep and the behavior of the friends of the shepherd. True friends of the shepherd celebrate when a sheep is found. The fact that the Pharisees couldn't see this and they didn't celebrate when sinners and tax collectors were included implies that they may not be true friends of God. Friends of God celebrate what God celebrates. God's gracious hospitality is also seen in the image of the shepherd leaving the sheep in open country. Jesus is willing and ready to risk the whole flock of well-behaved sheep in order to save the one lost one. In Luke, the open country implies danger, whereas the hills implies the more security. But in both par- parables, there's no mention of leaving the, shop, the flock to another shepherd. So the risk in Luke is greater than the one in Matthew, leading the reader to believe that in the radical hospitality that Jesus is demonstrating here. The radical hospitality that is still an invitation to the grumbling Pharisees to whom Jesus is directly addressing. So the two parables here are talking about being lost in two different ways. How do you follow Jesus when you're lost? Either way. On one hand, those of us in the church may feel like we're wandering at times. We doubt, we're confused, we feel distant. We get disoriented and wander off. Our relationship to the church, to the Bible, to ourselves changes over time. You may feel ashamed and not want to talk about that. But we are intentionally building this environment where people can connect with God. We need to be a safe place to cast off the shame and be vulnerable, to say what's really going on. Talk about the distance. Ask your questions. 
Just so you know, sheep don't really know what's going on anyway. They all need a shepherd. We all need a shepherd. And some of us look up and realize that we've been doing our own thing for some time. Listen to Jesus talk to his disciples and to Peter in the rest of the chapter in Matthew. Go home and read it. Check, check to see if you're in need of asking for forgiveness or offering it. Doing your own thing can hurt other people. It can hurt the body of Christ. None of us is meant to go at it alone. We need each other and there is endless forgiveness in Christ. Jesus told Peter 70 times seven. The shepherd always goes off not to condemn the wandering sheep, but to bring it back and to celebrate the restored relationship. Most of us need to find ourselves being found by God over and over, like the Israelites. We need to find our identity as one who is known and included and at home with God through Jesus. Instead of putting ourselves on the outs and trying to find our way alone, or trying to earn our way back in, let's just receive the abundant forgiveness of God and rest on his shoulders. I love this verse about Benjamin in the Old Testament. Oh, I forgot to give you that picture. <laughs> Let the beloved of the Lord rest secure in him. For he shields him all day long. The one the Lord loves rests between his shoulders. Jesus is telling that story about us here in the New Testament. We are all the beloved of God. We can rest secure that the shepherd is always seeking to bring us back. Um, the second way, through Luke, Luke's sheep aren't just wandering. They are lost. They, are, they aren't even sure what they're missing. They are explicitly the people that Jesus is hanging out with. Jesus is always eating with these folks. They can't find Jesus and they don't know how. Or they aren't even looking for him. Remember that Jesus assumes that these sheep are restored when they are found. Keep letting yourself be found by Jesus. You may know someone that you think is actually lost. Sometimes our friends tell us this, maybe not in Jesus' words, but they have their own way. I don't think you need to believe that you are found in order to think someone else would benefit from being included in your cell, in part of these meetings, in our life together. But I do think that you have a bit of truth on your side, and I think it's worth sharing. The basic answer to the question of how can the lost follow Jesus is through you. Your love, your example, your ability to include the next person helps people connect. I want to close with this song that I was listening to this week. It sounded a lot like Jesus to me. See if you can receive the love and 
Let yourself rest on the shoulders of the one who knows you and finds you. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.